And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. We're, we're on the air. Shh, Look at us. Quiet. <clears throat> I thought that didn't know. I thought it was a dry run there for a minute, but no, we're going. <laughs> quiet. Ken, yeah. Ken we'll, Willis, Goblin Kelly. We'll wake Santa's reindeer. And uh, we're here motor mouthing through the winter. Early days of the winter. You know, it's not officially winter yet, but, you know. We're getting It's a little there. chilly out in this December. Got, got three months, three weeks ago. Yeah. So, uh, how you feeling? I know you've been a little bit under the uh, under the weather, man. <laughs> or just the weather, perhaps. Uh, yeah, you got yeah. you coming back to life. That's good. Yeah. Getting I, that flu out of the way before the holidays get here. Yeah. Um, as a cautionary note to everyone out there, yeah. please get your flu shot. I had a flu shot. Yeah. And what they tell you is uh, when you get your flu shot, yes. you, you may get the flu, but the but your symptoms will be lessened. Yeah, okay. And, and I'm like, if I've got the flu shot and my symptoms are lessened, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be in the hospital right now. It, it was, it's was. it been a rough five or We'd six days. We'd be having days. to pick out. It'd be me and five other. Try to, i got to find five other guys to carry, <laughs> <laughs> carry you up the hill. <laughs> uh, it's going to be hard to do. Uh, to put you good in Lord. All right, we got some things to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit of Kurt Busch. We're going to talk uh, um, that move. That new that move that came to light uh, uh, early this week. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Chase Elliott and that silly most popular driver award. Uh, something big happened this week, which the ramifications of which won't be felt for probably another several months to a year. I'll tell you what that is later on. Uh, we'll talk a little Jimmy Johnson news. We'll play the birthday game, and we'll do all that right after this. <laughs> back with what do you know ken wallace goblin kelly goblin here's what we know right now what do we know? what do we know here's something we didn't know a couple days ago we suspected but didn't know is that indeed kurt bush is going to chip ganassi racing and uh, jamie mcmurray has uh, been kicked to the curb been offered a job quote in management at ganassi i don't know what uh, what he would manage but uh who knows if he'll do that or if he still thinks he can hook on somewhere good luck with that because there's not a lot of hooking there's not a lot of hitching posts out there these days that are that are quality. Um, so Kurt to Ganassi, uh, Ganassi's NASCAR teams have never, while they have not been slackers, they have not been up to speed when compared to say his IndyCar efforts or on a le- to a lesser degree his sports car teams. Um, is Kurt Busch the guy who can make the that that make make it happen for Chip? In the car, formerly driven by Jamie McMurray. Well, first of all, say hi to our Facebook Live people. Hi, folks. Yeah, we won't be doing the extended. <laughs> Last week, I sort of forgot the camera was on the wall there, yeah. and we did the whole show. Right. This is just going to be a little tasty. Got control of things. A little tasty morsel. Uh, so what was your question again? <laughs> Kurt Busch and Jamie McMurray, take, taking Jamie McMurray's place over at the uh, Floyd 
Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, can he? Is this going to be a step up for both? Will, will Kurt do better than? It, will he start winning multiple races again? Do you think, or what do you think will happen? Well, I I think what will happen is basically uh, I hate to say this, but uh, Kurt Busch. Yes. I mean, this is kind of I think this is more of a placeholder kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, one or two years maybe. Okay. Until they get the team sorted out the way they want it, yeah. uh, but. The thing he's got in his pocket is Monster Energy. Yeah, that's quite a he's he's in deep with them. I mean, yeah. it has been for a few years. Yep. Yeah, that's, so. that's kind of that's a little different. But uh, I don't know what the I mean, apparently it's a relationship that seems to work out for for Monster. Yeah. 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 Not sure so. how it how it began or where it's going. Well, um, I'm not either. But the fact oh. of the matter is, is he's got their support. Yeah, and Monster will not be sponsoring the entire series after next year right so that's that's uh more money to spend elsewhere uh we'll see if they do if they will or not and i just i spit a little bit right there on facebook i know God. good lord man clean up man clean up and i won uh <laughs> now jamie mcmurray what do you think have we seen the last of him or or what do you what's your uh what's your suspicion on that one i think um i do believe let me see I have to point the camera at myself oh, now. Yeah. Techno Beaver. Oh my at, god! At large, just horrible. Yeah. I, oh man, I need a haircut really bad. Um, I think um, that you know he's used to driving for the first class teams. Yeah. Um, just think about he's driven for uh, Ganassi and Roush and mm-hmm. Ganassi again. Yeah. So he's not going to go to. Uh, I don't think. Um, I don't think. Front Row Motorsports is going to have a fourth car this year. So, so depending on what he wants and what we don't know, if not having talked to him, is what he wants out of life the next 10 to 20 years. Right. Does he want to be involved in racing from a managerial point, uh, from an ownership point perhaps, from uh, or does he perhaps want to do some more sports car racing? Uh, does he want to be a part-time driver? Does he want to fill in? Does he want to drive? You know, between five and twelve events a year in all three major series, and and then down in sports car too. Does he want to still drive, or uh, not having anything quality to drive? Will he go full bore into the to take Chip's offer to be part of the you know management team? Um, I don't know because I have not heard it directly from Mr. McMurray <laughs> what he wants to do. Uh, I think I'd want to go to the beach and uh, and for half the year and the mountains for half the year and see if I can't spend everything I saved over the last decade. You know the the thing about I'm it, weird. The like thing that. about it is is that it's a, what Francini. Frank French Frankini Dario Frank Frankini Francini is something you get uh, down there. That's Amore. Okay, so he I think he did this deal. Yeah, he got hurt, right? right? And Remember. then now he's a like a driver, coach, advisor, and stuff. You don't you don't see him. How many of those do you need? Yeah, Chip Ganassi. Well, but I mean, you get one for stock car, you get one for uh, sports course. car. So uh, my guess is. He's taking a hard look at that offer because he, he'll get to drive in the Daytona 500. If he wants to. If he wants to. And then, uh, you know, he turns around and he's got a steady income. And, you know, he's 41 or 2, yeah, yeah. 3-ish. Yeah, there you right. go. And so, you know, there's not going to be a lot of choices. There, there just aren't. Hmm. 
So um, I could see him, you know, taking that role and, uh, and uh, you know, being around the sport. You're still around, you know. And, uh, you know, say... There's uh, a lot of hanging around going on in the race. It always so the way, I, the way I see it, the scenario... What's scenar- he do? I don't know, but he's always around. The scenario I see is uh, he takes that job as an advisor. And he, shoves it? He, um, no. And then after this first year with Kurt Busch, yeah. um, something will come along. You know, um, Ganassi's got... Um, Ross Chastain. Yeah. Yeah. He's grooming Ross. The fastest watermelon farmer. (laughs) So if you look into the, if you look into the crystal ball, you could see maybe uh, Jamie is helping Ross, you know, get up to speed. And and here's another thought. Not next year, but the year after. How about Jamie McMurray? As, as as NASCAR, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. As NASCAR tries to re, uh, to tweak its business model and uh, tries to find a winning formula going forward, how about Jamie McMurray goes to work for NASCAR and is a, as some sort of liaison between the drivers, owners, and front office? Because he's you know he's he's pretty sharp, pretty sharp guy, right? And uh, and knows everybody and knows the business. You would think. Anyway, here's the other question for you. Do you remember back about 20 years ago, somewhere between 15 and 20 years ago, I think we were at Charlotte and um, and uh, at the automobile race up there. And Kyle Busch was 16 or 17 years old, and they weren't letting him race yet in the, in the major series because you had to be 18. You remember when Kurt Busch said that, uh, you know, at the time, Kurt was – gangbusters you know right yeah i don't know if he won his championship yet or not but he did say he goes boy he says if you think i'm doing well at this wait till my brother comes along my right brother remember that yeah i, I always do. remember that and sure enough i mean it's not often that it happens that the younger brother comes up and eventually overshadows the older brother i'm sure i could do a little research and find some find some uh episodes where that happened but yeah i mean kurt bush has had a career that will end up with him in the hall of fame someday he's got 30 cup wins he's got the championship and i don't know what he's going to add to that in the coming years but he has definitely been dwarfed by what kyle has done oh yeah and uh and so it's interesting that that kyle has just done exactly what kurt said he was going to do and uh, so now he's like, you know, he's the other Bush brother now. <laughs> you know, he's he's Eli Manning. You know, it's, it's odd, but uh, but there it is. I, I, I always remember that every time I look at Kurt and Kyle or think of them together, I always remember Kurt saying, "Wait till you see what my brother can do." And sure enough, he was right. He wasn't just being nice because it was a, <laughs> a Bush brother just being nice. I can't see that happening. All right, say goodbye to our Facebook Live people. Say, I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook Live, and we're also going to uh, say goodbye to <clears throat> the first leg of uh, Motor Mouse, which is called What Do You Know? And that's what we know. And uh, we'll be back right after this. And we're back with You'll Get That in Big Time Auto Racing. And you know what you'll get, Goblin? What? Uh, goofy awards sometimes. And I think that the most popular driver award, I, I've never been a big fan of that. It's never been popular with me, let's say. Popular. But uh, but I don't dislike it. And I also realize that short tracks across America 
they have these di- that run these different series during their race season. Uh, that's all. That's like a staple. It's a hallmark. They have their champion. They have this. They have that. The rookie. The rookie of the year. They always have a most popular driver yeah. of the war- oh, yeah. year award. So. Um, back, way back when in your day, Bill Elliott won that thing 16 years in a row consecutively, back to back to back, straight. To back to back to back to back to back. And then uh, he goes away, and Junior Earnhardt takes over, wins it 15 years in a row. 15 years. Now he goes away, and the first year without him is Chase Elliott. Right. Bill's boy. Who drove for Junior. He drove for Junior. <laughs> so what? So. Uh, Will he will he approach fifteen or sixteen years, or will somebody come along that we don't even know about right now? What do you think? Put a number on it. I went with fourteen. I went with twenty. Yeah, NASCAR this week, which I hope you get in your local paper. It uh, it we uh, I said fourteen because I figured if Bill did sixteen, Junior did fifteen, natural progression is fourteen. Did you see? By the way, they released. They didn't release vote totals. And per- or percentages, but they released the top five vote getters. Did you see who was number two? I Kyle Bush. Yeah, but Ryan sure? Blaney. Yep, are you sure about it. that? And Ryan Blaney was in there, and uh, Harvick, and I forget who the fifth was. But I, I looked at that and I said, "Yeah, here's what it. Here's the breakdown. It was Chase probably had forty percent, you know, and then." All those guys down there were somewhere like between five and eight percent. Oh yeah, or six and nine yeah. percent. So uh, you're thinking, oh, Kyle Busch is the second most popular driver out there. Oh no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He, he got the second most votes in that contest, but it was still like nine, maybe eight or ten percent at the most. You know. Yeah. But then, but here's the thing. Let's say eight percent of the people voted for Ryan Blaney. And nine percent of the people voted for Kyle Busch. Let's just throw that out there, just to throw some numbers at it. Um, the ninety-two percent that did not vote for Ryan Blaney don't feel about Ryan Blaney the way the ninety-one percent that did not vote for Kyle Busch feel about Kyle Busch. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So if NASCAR had a least popular driver, Kyle Busch would probably win that because he he tends to alienate fans. I mean, he gets under their skin, you know, because he's just, he enjoys doing it, and that's what he does. Why don't? But at the same time, Dale Earnhardt would have been the least popular too in his a, day. as a media outlet to for racing. Yeah, why don't we create the most unpopular driver? And, okay, and let's just go ahead and crown Kyle. Bush. I already know what the trophy's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be a big old middle finger. Is what it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. We're gonna so, have to anyway, can, we're gonna have to go to one of these uh what do they call those craft stores where they do the clay and and uh shoot and they put it in the oven for you. You have kids' birthday parties there and all that. Yeah. What's it build a bear maybe? No, that was that's building that's, that's building build a bear. There's a clay something with clay in it. Anyway, we can commission one of them people to uh do a clay hand with the middle finger exposed, uh, you know, reaching to the sky, and uh, we'll paint it, paint it flesh color, put it in the oven, and um, that'll be our trophy. I, I like that. Most I think, unpopular driver. I, I I think that's a plan right now. Yeah. So uh, you know, but there is a benefit to being the most unpopular driver because be Dale Earnhardt sure was the most unpopular driver for twenty yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, and no, no fans loved their driver the way Earnhardt's fans loved him, and and no fans cheer pulled against a guy more so than those that pulled against yeah, Earnhardt. Yeah, yeah. Because so, yeah, remember, I mean, he he was you know he had a lot a lot of on track rivalries, and even 
not just he had a couple of them that were long-term rivalries but he had a few of them that lasted well, just a week or so <laughs> there's a story of him comforting a very young jeff gordon well, after he was introduced somewhere and got booed heavily oh yeah yeah and he said he said don't worry about it uh, be happy they're booing because they're paying attention to you yeah right yeah so well it means you're doing something yeah 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 you almost have to have done something constructive to have half the grandstand booing you yeah exactly so uh earnhardt put it in the right perspective he's yep. like yeah well i've got my place and you know um these villains daryl waltrip was a villain yep until rusty wallace spun him out of the all-star race yeah and then all of a sudden it he flipped, flipped. Yep. he became a good guy it's like wrestling yeah one day he's breaking a chair over some poor sap's head then a week later gordon Soley is hailing him as a <laughs> future nobel peace prize winner uh you'll get that big time auto racing what else you'll get sometime is a guy getting dislodged from his seat uh daniel suarez was dislodged at gibbs uh, racing when uh, they took uh, martin truex can i make one notation here yeah they've taken to calling him danny really he, yes danny suarez i like that that's fine all right yeah danny boy so he is uh <laughs> danny he's, he's he's in limbo the thinking is he will replace kurt bush in the 41 at stewart haas that you're thinking too i don't know i don't you know you got to have the sponsorship money well that's what danny i read something from danny this past <laughs> danny danny i read something uh this past week where he said that they're they're close as they always say they're close and they are uh trying to shore up some loose ends know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. well that's easy i mean we could say the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. you're yeah. trying to shore cl- up some loose we're ends, close we're trying to shore up some loose ends all right that's it for you'll get that big time auto racing we'll be right back with the green white checkers after this Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse, we're back. Green, white checkers. Just a couple of more things on the little uh, little agenda here. Um, I saw this. This news broke, I think, a day or two ago. Right. Right under the radar. NASCAR has hired one of the major accounting firms, Deloitte of Deloitte and Touche. Yeah. Touche. Fame. Yeah. Don't they They're, do the uh, they Academy do all Awards? They the big award shows that yeah. you see. You know, it used to be, I forget who used to do it. But, yeah, they're, they're the accounting firm that hangs on to hangs on to uh does all the vote tabulations but anyway uh on a more important matter nascar has apparently hired them to look into team finances just to see just so they can and, and what this is doing is setting the stage for changing the business model here in the next year or so right where they will have they're trying to explore how the who what why wins and wheres of a potential uh, uh budget cap for teams right so other other sports they have salary caps for the roster so you can't go over x amount of dollars and in theory that keeps teams from being able to go out and stockpile the highest priced talent doesn't seem to work that way in the nba doesn't seem to work as intended in the nba they find a way around it and uh, and so you can't really you can't really have a salary cap so what they're going to do is have a spending cap, which is a sort of a backdoor salary cap. So if they go to a spending cap, that would that would sort of equalize the playing field a little bit and give the have-nots a little more of a chance to compete with the haves. 
because Major League Baseball, you know, you got you got the salary caps and whatnot. It kind of helps. You still get the smaller market teams have a chance, right? And God knows they do in the NFL. They definitely have a chance in the NFL. I mean, uh, there would not be any. There would Green Bay, Wisconsin would be lucky to get a Double uh, A baseball team if it was not in the NFL. I mean, it's just well, you allow a small market. You know, I don't know if this is a requirement. Or, or I don't know how the I don't know the context of this because I I haven't read this. I've been on my back here lately. How do you do? Yep. So um, now I'm Roger Penske, and NASCAR calls me up and goes, "Hey, send me your books." I mean, you know. Well, they're not. That's apparently they did not uh, hire Deloitte until they got the thumbs up from the teams. The teams had to come on board with this and say, yeah, because we got to oh. – because when you're – when I mean, even the big-time owners are, are struggling to find sponsorships. Right. And any sport that where you, where you are almost, you know, at least 50% or more beholden to going out and finding somebody from corporate America to, to advertise through your vehicle, literally. Right. It, it's, that's just not sustainable anymore, I don't think so. So um, I'm guessing that the teams are going to put together a budget summary, more or less, I'm rather sure they'll than be 100 accurate. <laughs> oh, that was a cash deal. <laughs> I paid cash. Well, what I'm getting at is I don't think the like a Roger Penske or a Rick Hendrick is just going to turn over their books. No, I think no, they're no, going to no, they're no, going to no. have. I'm sure a, they'll. Uh, I'm sure that they will uh, be there to dole out what what's necessary yeah but and maybe they won't dole out hard figures maybe it'll just be percentages yeah i don't know yeah we'll see but the general belief is that this is setting the stage for um what kaufman i believe it was uh rob kaufman was uh, was campaigning for for a a cap a spending cap so that uh stop this you know i mean people just they're going to spin, 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 and the smaller teams just can't keep up, and literally and figuratively. Right. All right. Moving on. Jimmy Johnson. Remember last week we talked about him and um, him and uh, Fernando. There Fernando. was something in the air that night. The stars were right. Fernando. Anyway, Fernando Alonso. Keep, keep your day job. They. Uh, I'm trying to get rid of that day job. <laughs> They uh, Jimmy went over to Bahrain and uh, drove uh, Fernando's uh, Formula One McLaren, which is basically like a spaceship that didn't go into space. Right. And I uh, loved it. And what did you see his comments afterwards? This is what struck me as funny. All right. It was odd. And it was, Jimmy, you're coming off the worst year of your career, a uh, seven-time champion. You didn't win a race. You barely even sniffed the lead pack most of the year. And he goes over there. These guys will grasp for anything, you know, to find something to grasp onto and make themselves feel better and give them something to live for, by right. God. And Jimmy said, uh, what I take away from that F1 experience is I climbed in an unfamiliar car and environment and did really well. So my natural instincts, my ability to drive, my ability to scare myself and challenge myself hasn't gone anywhere. So... You look for you look for the what the silver lining. Is that right. what we look for? Yep. Yeah. We don't look for clouds, do we? Sometimes they just show up. Well, so he, Jimmy's grasping, and uh, God bless him. I don't blame him. And hopefully next year he's uh, winning races again because uh, we need the. I think it makes things better when we have the possibility that somebody might win an eighth championship and break that tie 
with two of the all-time giants, if not the two all-time giants, in automobile stock car racing. Right. Know what I'm saying? I heard you. All right, so are you buying Jimmy's optimism, or do you think he's grasping? Well, if you look at the Chevy camp as a whole, and I've done, you know, numerous yeah, yeah. Oh God, don't observations. <laughs> on this. Oh, I've had to listen to it all year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they suffered this season as a group. Yep. Um, didn't matter which team, which engine, which body they were running. They, they just couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't get out of first gear. So, um, yeah, they're going to all – Chevrolet's going to be better as a group next year. And part of that group is Jimmy Johnson. And part of that deal is he's got a new crew chief. So, He's going to be more excited about, you know, everything going on. Let's take a look at him in April, see what, what it looks like. April is – that's it. April is key. April's key. Yeah. Let's play the birthday game. All right. All right. As you know, every week this time we look a week ahead and see who's having a birthday over the coming week. And Mr. Kelly has a, has a, a built-in birthday radar of sorts. He, sent, he, he tends to know within a fraction of a percent what – age these fellas are turning all right okay okay we look ahead this week nothing coming up on the short-term horizon nothing until saturday this weekend okay got a threefer for you ready three buy one get two free kevin harvick kevin saturday uh saturday god you're grinding on this one 43 beautiful Right on the button. That's why I had to grind. Unbelievable. We'll leave that alone. Uh, Ryan Newman, also Saturday. Uh, he's well, he used to be, man used to be known as Flying Ryan or well, the Rocket Band. Yeah, he's now uh, he's known as Ryan Newman. <laughs> Forty-two. Forty-one. Yeah, that's I knew a good one though. You were, you, were, you were good though. You're good. Yeah. Uh, here's one for you. This one's gonna be might be tougher. I think I can almost sense. I can see you getting ready to do the math on this one. So get ready. I'm glad Take my a deep eyes breath closed. because you're gonna grind, grind, grind. Carrie Earnhardt Saturday. Carrie. Carrie Earnhardt Jr.'s older half brother. Carrie Dale Earnhardt. Carrie Dale Earnhardt. Uh, okay. Of Earnhardt Construction or Earnhardt Homes or whatever it was called that he couldn't use anymore. I'm gonna say 48. Wow, you're something. 49. <laughs> 49. I wanted to say 50, and then I Ooh, said, "That's how old Daddy was when he, uh, yeah, yeah, when he had the, the big wreck." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. he was a few month, couple months away from 50. Yep, 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 yep. All right, one more for you next Tuesday. A little tougher on this one. You know Tony Yuri Jr. Tony Yuri Jr. Yep, you know Tony. Yeah, Junior's cousin, Junior Junior. Yeah, Junior. Uncle Junior. Uncle. Uh, his yeah. daddy. His daddy. Tony Yuri. Help me out. Tony Yuri. Senior. Senior. He's got a birthday next Tuesday, and I'm waiting on you to take a shot. Uh, that would There's be a fellow who's been around the game for a while. That would be 65. Jeez, I swear to God. There's no doubt in my mind you cheat. No. Because Tony Jr. and Dale Jr. are the same age. Junior, Jr. And then I was like, okay, well, they had, back in the day, they yeah. have these babies early. Yeah, sure And is. so I guessed on the, how old Tony Sr. was. Well, again, you guess. You say you guessed. <laughs> I did. You guessed. I guessed where I could look that up and cheat. <laughs> um, no. No. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm going to just start making up. Fake ages and pretend you're wrong. <laughs> Make up fake people. All right. Tony, Yuri the fourth. All right. 
That was a lot of, uh, that was a lot, well, that's fun. That was something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> that's another Motor Mouse in the book. Ken Willis, Gobbin Kelly. You take care of yourself this coming week, okay? I Won't will. You? I want to see a little uh, pep keep, in the stuff. Keep that NyQuil flu at yeah, night coming, yeah, and uh, we'll be better. Be back next week. Piss and vinegar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and vinegar. Not <laughs> I-N apostrophe. Okay, it's time to go. All right, see you. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.